Reveal, O God, your wonder to our eyes. Open our hearts to Christ's love. Disperse from our minds any darkness and fill our lives with your light. Protect us, O God, from thoughts without action. Guard us from words without life. Grant us wisdom to walk in your ways and open us always to the guiding of your spirit. Amen. The scripture this morning shows opponents of Jesus coming to him, speaking of King Herod threatening the life of Jesus. And Jesus responds with a metaphor of a mother hen protecting her brood. He responds uh, with what his work means. Jesus responds to hostility with compassionate ideas to transform human thinking. Now, in order to get at this radical thinking of Jesus that he speaks in Scripture, I'd like to first share a story from the children's book writer and illustrator named Mo Willems. Now, Mo Willems wrote a book called That Is Not a Good Idea, The book begins when a fox walking down a street sees a hen and thinks to himself, what luck, dinner. To the hen, the fox says, would you care to go for a stroll? And flattered by the fox's charm, the hen says, hmm, sure. And on the next page are her chicks who've gathered to warn that is not a good idea. And as they walk, the fox turns up the charm a notch and says to the hen, would you care to continue our walk into the deep, dark woods? With an innocent enthusiasm, the hen says, why, sure, sounds fun. And on the next page, the chicks again are declaring their warning. That is really not a good idea. And the fox and hen keep walking a path that grows more and more anxious, step by step. Each invitation the fox makes, each followed by the hen's acceptance, And a brood of chicks continually amassing to proclaim their warning. That is really, really, really not a good idea. And the reallys keep getting added as the danger seems to grow nearer and nearer. And in the final pages, the fox and the hen are in a kitchen, in a cabin, smelling a pot of soup and recognizing that a key ingredient is missing. Just when you think the fox has the hen You turn the page and the hen says, a key ingredient is missing, you. And she pushes the fox into the pot and the story ends with the brood of chicks gathering with the hen at the end of the book saying, well, we did try to warn him. I love the Mo Willems story because it asks children and adults to think about alternative outcomes. 
It invites a consideration that the vulnerable might be strong. The small might actually be big. And that we could see the world in ways beyond what seems obvious. The difficulty in understanding our scripture text this morning is it's, it lies in situations of power as well as the ironies in play between them. The Pharisees, who are actually Jesus' opponents, come to Jesus to warn him of a grave threat. Herod wants to kill Jesus. And Jesus turns to the Pharisees with one of my favorite lines in the Bible, go tell that fox. Tell them what? Jesus tells them to speak of the life that Jesus is creating, that Jesus is seeking to cultivate life among people and their communities, curing what divides is what Jesus is attending to. Jesus is healing what makes people sick, mending and making whole what has been made broken. And on the third day, Jesus will complete his work, he says. A comment often thought to point to the reality of resurrection that will happen once Jesus reaches Jerusalem. Life will be transformed. Life will be healed. Life is made whole even when there is death even where there are those like King Herod making threats. Jesus puts all of this into a larger context, a larger irony, the irony of Jerusalem. Jesus names the irony of violence there to prophets and to outsiders, For Jerusalem's very name means, when translated, city of peace. It's important to name that Jerusalem is the city of peace. For violence will actually be contained within its walls. Naming the fox and naming the violence, Jesus goes on to name something significant. It is a kind of resilience, protection, that Jesus desires to be made known. Jesus desires, like a mother hen, to gather her brood. Jesus desires to gather the people, God's people, safe, peaceful, loved, made whole, it is a fierce desire, is also a vulnerable one. One that we know will bring Jesus to crucifixion. And the irony of vulnerability is the resilience that is is contained within the crucifixion for resurrection will come. Jesus will complete his work on the third day after all. The irony of Herod seeking to kill Jesus is the power for life that it will create. New life that is known in God defeating death at Easter. But also, 
a new life known through a Christian movement that will carry on after the resurrection, one that will prioritize peace and love, known through human living in human communities that seek to bear witness to eternal realities that are alive among God's people. Jesus recognizes the reality of human frailty. Jesus recognizes the risks. Jesus also embraces a vulnerability to cultivate resilience among communities of the faithful. Resilience is the ability to respond to circumstances that seem threatening, but doing so with grace and grit and maybe a whole lot of courage. In Brene's book, Rising Strong, she writes about what makes people brave. If we are brave enough, she writes, we will fall. Daring is not saying, I am willing to risk failure. Daring is saying, I know I will eventually fail, and I am still in. In the season of Lent, the church and its people look at life and faith. We look at the beauty and the heartbreak of it. We consider what has thrived in us and perhaps what has diminished. We embrace mercy for the ways that we fail ourselves or others or God. And we know We trust that God is faithful toward us in this season. So we can turn to God, toward God, who knows that we are created to live for grace. And at the center of a life of faith are acts of cultivating resilience. Not because we are strong or perfect or courageous or have it all figured out, Quite the opposite, actually. We cultivate resilience because in life we are prone to fail, act imperfect, bend to fear, doubt all the same. In Lent, we culti- what we cultivate is a deeper sense that no matter what, we belong to God. And as people who live this identity out in a community of faith, we continually cultivate a knowledge that we belong to God together. Now, I know I've told you this story before. I've told it in a previous sermon, but it connects so well here that I'm going to tell it again. It's not even my story, but here I am telling it again because I find it meaningful. The author of the book that we are using for our Lenten study by the writer Marianne McKibben Dana, in it she tells the story of a vandalized church. Someone wrote a heartbreaking question on the outside wall of the church. Will I still go to heaven if I kill myself, the person writes. 
And the church could have responded in any number of ways, Dana writes. They could have painted over the words or offered a Sunday school series on tough issues. They could have scolded the vandal, but instead the church chose a different response, a resilient response. They chose grace by some beloved saint of that church who took their own can of spray paint and below where the question was asked wrote, where the question was asked, will I still go to heaven if I kill myself? This graffiti saint wrote, God loves you with no exceptions. It is just the kind of alternative outcome that God dreams for the world. The fox may end up in the soup rather than the hen. Jesus will face death, but we do know Easter is coming. Life may look different than the way we dreamed it. It may look different than the way God dreamed it. And yet, and yet, Jesus, the mother hen, is gathering the people in. God is gathering us in, not because it will all just go away. God gathers because the life and love of God cultivates resilience. Jesus gathers us that in our faith, in our shared faith, we might face vulnerability with courage, failure with hope. We can face fear and anxiety, and hate, and division that exists in the world with love, and with peace, and with compassion, pushing back for what God says is good. God certainly has enough grace and courage to make it so. The question for us as we travel through Lent is do we have that same grace and courage? May the church in the season of Lent and beyond this season live to be so graceful, so resilient, ever knowing that it is God who gathers us first. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you rise in body or in spirit and let us join our voices with hymn number 323, Loving Spirit.